Greetings, Star Trek fans, and welcome to this special edition of Discovering Trek, the Star Trek Universe Companion. I'm your host, Bill Smith, for this very special episode with breaking news, and I'm joined by two great podcasters from the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. First, our host of ConPod here on the Trek Geeks Network, the Star Trek Convention Podcast, Ron Robel. Ron, it's good to have you aboard. Thank you for having me. What a day. <laughs> what what a day. And of course, uh, our friend Mike Bovia, co-host of both the Divine Treasury and Discovering Trek Prodigy. Mike, it's good to have you here, buddy. Well, I took the invitation because I heard Dan wasn't going to be here. So <laughs> it makes it for a great podcast for everybody. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, Dan, uh, it, we're missing him tonight. Obviously, uh, he's off doing other things because this is kind of a short notice deal. Major news today from Paramount Plus and the official Star Trek account. Um, Star Trek Discovery has, I'm going to start using this word because it's essentially true, has been canceled um, and will end with the forthcoming season five, the start of which has been delayed until 2024. And Ron, this means when season five premieres, it will have <laughs> been two almost two calendar years since we've seen Star Trek Discovery. Absolutely. And I mean, it's, I, I did see um, there was a report or an article in Variety that was saying they're pushing it back to 2024 to give the cast a chance to come back and film some more content. So it sounds like it at least won't be a Sopranos type ending. We're going to have some finality in the series. Um, but yeah, two years is an awful long time, especially given the fact we don't know what the rest of 2023's calendar looks like with new Trek releases. Yeah. Uh, and Mike, this will mean that two different Star Trek series, both live action will have concluded in really the span of just over a year from each other. Um, it's been a long time since we've seen a Trek series go away and now two major ones are, are disappearing from the schedule. Yeah. And it's interesting because there's been so much, um, and rightfully so, so much talk about season three of Picard and how it's, it's the final season, but that was planned that way. Right. They said from the beginning, three seasons pretty much. Um, and so it feels like cards going out on a bang and hopefully they don't let discovery go out on a whimper. And I think that's really the fear. I mean, Star Trek discovery is the cornerstone of modern Star Trek, you know, without it, none of these other shows happen. We don't see Picard. We don't see strange new worlds. We don't see prodigy or lower decks. Um, and we certainly wouldn't see the announcement of section 31, which by the way, now I'm convinced will never happen, but I was convinced of that before. This you all come to bring Michelle Yeoh in. <laughs> well, by the time they bring her in, she could be Oscar winner, Michelle Yeoh. Um, and, and wouldn't that be awesome for her, um, and for us, but I still don't think we're going to get section 31, especially now. Um, this comes on the heels of yesterday's announcement that Paramount was going to announce streaming spending cuts, Ron. Um, I don't think any of us thought that it would mean that discovery would wrap early because we were expecting season six to go before the cameras starting this fall. And it seems Paramount plus was kind of built. I've been a subscriber to Paramount plus from well before star Trek um, was being utilized on the channel. I'm a big brother fan. And that was the only way to see the live feeds. Mm -hmm. um, but really the network really launched. It, they started promoting it really heavily with star Trek and discovery was the big push. So it feels like they've built this entire network around the star Trek franchise. 
So when I read this article that they were going to do in cuts, um, you know, yes, but not to Star Trek, not to their, their tent posts. Um, it's interesting. You know, I was also reading none of these streaming platforms allegedly are making any money. They're all costing the networks more money than they're spending. Um, you look at these Star Trek shows, as incredible as they are, the special effects, I'm sure they're not cheap shows to produce. So I can see executives looking at it saying, well, hey, let's cut one of these big, heavy shows, despite the fact that every Trekkie I know has Paramount Plus right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and as well as many other streaming services, too. You know, you figure that it's like like Ron just said, these shows aren't cheap to produce. It's part of the reason we get 10 episode seasons. Uh, it's it's part of the reason that we see more shows rather than more episodes of shows. Um, but, but Mike, I have to believe that... Um, with so many big names being signed to streaming shows that also has to have affected some of this. I mean, we've got Sylvester Stallone doing a show and Kevin Costner and Harrison Ford, you know, um, it can't I mean, help. I was, I was, I was thinking the same thing uh, because, you know, you look at it from the one perspective where Paramount's actually done a pretty good job over the last few years at bringing new content to the channel and not just bring it or, to the channel. To the service right um and and not just you know throwing the same old stuff that they had back when they first opened the doors to uh cbs all access so you look at it from that perspective and you say how can they how can they be doing some of this and wanting to cut costs but as ron said you know all of these streaming services now seem to be the way that they're making money is selling their own product to another streaming service so that they have the rights to run it. And, you know, the subscription service is almost like probably the bottom of the tick sheet at the end of the day. Let me get your guys thoughts on a, on a few questions here that, that I think are just kind of making the rounds. Um, do you guys think that discovery is being shortchanged here? Ron, I guess we can start with you. Yeah. I, so I love all Star Trek. I absolutely love it. I've seen every episode of Discovery several times. Um, but having said that, I think Discovery of all the series that are out there, including the lower ones or, or the animated series, it's at a point where their story could very easily be wrapped up. Um, I think in the modern age of streaming services, very few series get five seasons. And, you know, Discovery is going to do that. Um, I think we're past the point of seven, 22 or 26 episode seasons. We're not going to see that. Um, so as a Trekkie, it feels like we're getting shortchanged, but in reality, I think discovery has given us some fantastic stories. Um, it's also had some challenges. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, I think it makes sense that if we're going to sunset a show, it's time to do it with one of the shows that's been out there longest now for, even if it is only five years. What about you, Mike? Do you think discovery is getting shortchanged here? I'm thinking kind of along the same lines of what Ron was thinking. You know, it's at the it's it was the tent post of this service and of bringing Star Trek back to the small screen, and it, it's it's had a good run, uh, five seasons. Uh, it goes back to 2017, so we're talking six years of production as well. Um, I do feel that it's being shortchanged by the same hand, uh, just because like Ron said, you know, I, I love seeing new Star Trek, whether or not it's the best episode that's been put out or not, you know, I, I get excited 
every time I know that there's new content coming out. But I can, I really hope that they weren't bowing to the fact that Discovery does take a lot of hits when it comes to media. Um, I think the only reason that Discovery really has taken the most hits in this case is because it was the first one out there. And so it's like people just have a longer track record of hating it at this point, if that's what their position is. Sure. I can appreciate that. I definitely think that Discovery is getting shortchanged too. I mean, there was a sixth season on the board and and planned to some extent. I mean, Wilson Cruz said not long ago that they were planning on on reporting back this fall potentially to start shooting. So as far as I know, the cast was not only ready, but, but willing to go back and, and do yet another, another season of this. And why not? Because it's, it's great Star Trek and we love to watch it. Um, I think that's really what, what's lost here. Now, maybe some semblance of that will make its way into what becomes season five. Um, maybe instead of 10 episodes, maybe we get 13 or 14 to kind of wrap it up. I think that would be kind of nice. Um, but uh, I think it's hard to create an effective ending for this series. Um, since really they're kind of, I get, I feel like they're cobbling it together kind of at the end, just to, to let it have a goodbye. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off Ron. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> um, uh, you know, going back to what you were saying about Wilson Cruz, I mean, M and I were just at uh, Farpoint Convention down in Maryland, and it's a it is a much smaller convention than anything we're all used to going to. Right. So you have more time to actually just chat with the stars because they've they're sitting there just taking it all in. So you know it was a non official interview that we kind of did with him when we were standing there talking to him, and yeah, he said, "Season six, we're going back in September." We've already had it scheduled out for us. Um, season five, we're all done with on-screen production. It's just post-production now. And he said that he was actually going to LA, I thought he said within like a week and a half to do ADR. Uh, oh, wow. Just, you know, so when you're at that point with your, with your actors, I mean, you are really just wrapping it up, putting the finishing touches on things to make sure that, you know, it's it's uh, it's ready for the big screen, so to speak. So, yeah, it, it, when I saw that today, I, I was very, very shocked. I think, too, you mentioned a, a, them filming a sixth season. Um, we have a lot of friends on the Star Trek cruise right now, and I, I literally just got a message from somebody um, who I don't know if they were in a panel or they were talking to Doug Jones, but I guess he only found out about the cancellation today as well. Wow. So I have to assume if he heard it that way, other members of the cast may as well. So it looks like it may have been a very quick announcement that wasn't thought out far in advance or wasn't communicated. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, like a lot of series cancellations and, and uh, they're not using that word. Um, but I think anytime you stop a series before um, it, it can produce more episodes and they were planning on producing more episodes, it is effectively a cancellation. And I, I, based on Paramount's report that they wanted to cut costs, I'm guessing budget has a lot to do with it, quite honestly. Um, do you guys think that we that that a streaming audience would show up for more Star Trek if it were not as epic? You know, the shows that we've seen in the last six years 
have been this tremendous scale as far as live action Star Trek. It is, it's like watching a feature film every week. If they simplified it more and made everything not so, you know, end of the galaxy, do you think that a streaming audience would latch on to Star Trek just as much today as it did 30 years ago? Ron, how about you? I do. I think, I think a majority of the people that have been watching Discovery and all of the new Trek shows are the same group of people that watched every episode of 90s era Trek who have seen the original series several times. You know, there's a lot of folks that have come into the fandom because of these shows, but they're going back and watching these old series as well. So I think if we went back to uh, that sort of storytelling that was a little bit less intense, like you said, the world isn't always about to end fans are still going to watch it. We get that from Lower Decks even. No one's mm. complaining about the storylines in Lower Decks and we're not saving the galaxy there every week. I think Star Trek fans just want Star Trek. And that's part of why today's news is so concerning. Is I think we were all expecting a cancellation followed by another big announcement. Here's the new series and there's nothing coming from that. Um, but to answer your question, yes, I think Trek fans would go for that. Mike? Yeah, I mean, Ron brings up Lower Decks, but I mean... Strange New World has been talked about nationally as a huge hit for Paramount. And that has not, I mean, it's all of the, the production value on it is still very, very high quality, but the storyline, like you were saying, not galaxy ending. They're wrapping everything up at the end of the episode as far as the plot line for that particular episode but they're also carrying on a season-long storyline as well when it comes to characters. So I think when it comes to that, yeah, people are definitely going to continue to buy in on the Strange New World side. So if they were to tailor a series to that type of development where wrapping up the story, but you're able to carry on a character plot line throughout the course of the season, then yeah, I think you'd still keep people engaged, even those that weren't Trek fans 35 years ago. I think that this squarely makes Strange New Worlds the flagship of the Star Trek franchise now on television uh, with no movie on the horizon. I, I think it's safe to say, and I'm sure you guys will agree, that uh, season three of, of Strange New Worlds is pretty much assumed at this point. You know, we had Anton Mount as Captain Pike in a Super Bowl ad. Um, <laughs> there's all kinds of new ads with him uh, for Paramount+. Plus. I'm inclined to believe that Strange New Worlds isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Do you guys both agree? Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing as you, Bill, with this, with how Anson Mount was in the Super Bowl promotion. Um, it seems like even right from the start of them announcing that Strange New Worlds was going to be a thing, they had Ethan Peck and Anson Mount in promotions in their discovery era uniforms. Right. Right. Um, you know, they hadn't even come up with the, with the new costuming yet, uh, but they were already using them as promotional tools. So I, I think, I think you're absolutely right. That's the direction that they're going in. Now, Ron, just a moment ago, you brought up the fact that there was no announcement of a forthcoming se series with the cancellation of, of Star Trek discovery. Um, are you of the opinion now that a rumored Starfleet Academy series is probably dead in the water or at least could be dead in the water? Oh, not at all. I think I think it's just a matter of timing. I think we've got Picard wrapping up. You've got Discovery wrapping up. There's definitely going to be another series. There has to. 
you know, for the Star Trek haters that are looking at this discovery announcement saying they're canceling it because it's not popular, Alex Kurtzman still has his job as of tonight. You know, <laughs> I don't think we're seeing anything that's saying that Star Trek isn't alive and well. I think it's, they might do a show that's a smaller budget. Discovery is just such a big show. A Starfleet Academy show could be much smaller in scale and scope and budget. Mike, well, what do you think? think? Yeah, I was going to say, if you're, you, if you're going with the premise of Starfleet Academy, you can use, uh, I, hate to, I hate to use one of these phrases, but you can use a younger, no-name cast who you're not going to have to pay as much money to be in a starring role on. Um, so right away, you're cutting from the cost line there. Um, and then if you're, if it's a Starfleet Academy-based thing, I mean, how many times are they going to be going out in a firefight and all kinds of stuff? So you, if you play your cards right, you can keep it on a whatever a 2023-24 budget would be for a TV show. Yeah, and I, th- I think that makes sense. I personally don't think that we'll see an announcement of a Starfleet Academy show for quite some time. You know, if Paramount is announcing, you know, sort of budget cuts, you know, colloquially, let's call it that. Um, I, I have a hard time believing they're going to greenlight a new series, you know, in, in the same week where they announce that they're trying to cut the spending on on original series. Um, I think it could be a couple of years before we see a Starfleet Academy series, personally. Um, although I, like all of the other Trek that's come out, I would watch the hell out of it. Um because it's Star Trek and it's on TV and I love Star Trek. So, um, and we joked a little bit earlier about section 31. Um, I think that show is never going to happen. I've been saying that now for two years. Uh, do you guys think that section 31 is, is ever going to see the light of day as a series? Uh, Mike, you first. No, not really. No. Um, you know, there were some signs that kind of pointed in the direction at the end of season two of discovery that they were going to, that they were trying to make a way for it by taking a character that people like, the Nash Tyler, mm-hmm. and making him the head of Section 31. Um, and then they gave everyone a little more of a hope when uh, they had that nice send-off from Michelle Yeoh in Season 3. Right. But those are the only two links that we've ever seen since the original announcement. So as much as my daughter is going to hate me for saying it, I don't think that it's going to happen. She's going to hate you for other reasons entirely. Let's be honest. Uh, Rod, what do you think? Section 31, or is it going to happen or has, has its time come and gone? I think if it's going to happen, it's not going to happen in the way that we think it's going to happen. I don't see us getting a regular series with 10 episodes with Michelle Yao in the lead. I see us possibly getting a Section 31 show where she makes a guest appearance here and there, or I've been wanting this more than thinking it's going to happen for years. And that's give us a movie, you know, Michelle Yao, Oscar winner. She's incredible. Put her on the big screen in a section 31 movie that allows for a large budget, lots of special effects and can bring more people into the fold. Very interesting. Realistically, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I would love, I mean, I'll watch anything that she's in because she's amazing and rightfully so. Um, I, I wish we could have had more time with prime Philippa Georgiou, but, um, things are what they are there. Um, as we look to wrap this up, any final thoughts on, um, the, the announcement today about discovery, Mike? Yeah. So the, uh, as we're, as we were, uh, just as Ron said, 
we we could possibly see a section 31 just not in the way that we thought we might see it i mean there was a big piece today on the ready room about uh the relationship between Michelle Hurd and Michael Dorn and how they got along so well yeah. in Picard. I mean, maybe it's not section 31 per se. Maybe it's a small, and it doesn't even have to be a series. It could be actually just a single mini series on Starfleet intelligence, maybe since that's the work that they're doing here, but who knows? I mean, that would still be big budget. They're both, big actors that would yeah. be demanding a decent pay. Ron, what about you? Um, final thoughts on this discovery news as we sort of wrap up our, our chat about it tonight. I'll second what Mike said, and you know, I bring back short tracks. Let's see some Starfleet intelligence short tracks. Um, I think it's, it's easy to look at the cancellation and say, you know, are we going back into that period in the 2000s where there is no Star Trek? But when you sit back and realize we have a live action Strange New Worlds with Anson Mount and incredible cast, we have Star Trek Prodigy, we have Lower Decks. Star Trek is very much still alive and well, and it's we have three series on the air right now, which is incredible. So it's still a great time to be a Trekkie, and I think we're still in that golden age of Star Trek. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you both. I I think that there still has never been a better time to be a Star Trek fan. You know, it's it's like they say in the next generation, all good things must come to an end. And Discovery has led us on a wild ride. And by the time it's 65 episodes later, um, it, we're still enjoying the heck out of it. And I can only hope that, like you all said earlier, that they give it a, a finale that's worthy of the series because it's 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 re-energized star Trek and it's the least they can do for that cast. So, well, anyway, that's going to conclude our chat about the dis- cancellation of star Trek discovery, uh, for Ron, for Mike, I am Bill Smith. Uh, this has been a special episode of discovering Trek. We do hope you all live long and prosper. Coconut.